Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UY is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. A huge shout out to our listeners in Virginia, New Jersey, California, also India, Ireland, and Belgium. It's a pleasure to have you. FYI, I used the wrong mic for our conversation today, so you'll likely notice a difference. It's been replaced. Thanks for your patience. Melissa Balea Rowe is our final Insta Summer 2 partner for the series. Melissa is about many things and wants to share them out of a place of goodwill. She's first and foremost a songwriter. Next, she went through some tough times that brought her to three words that she practices every day. It changed her life. Melissa and I recently connected. According to her Instagram account, it looks like she's about being creative. I'm looking forward to learning more about her. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to having this conversation very much. Yeah, I, I feel like we've I feel like you're an old friend already. Do you know what I mean? There's just there's a comfort and an ease and some warmth that just already is here. I feel like what you're describing to me is something I heard a long time ago. Someone said that the uh, spirit bears witness. Mm. And so I feel oh. like I feel like that might be what you're describing. And I feel the same way. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Is there anything you want the listeners to know just to get started? Anything I want them to know about me just to get started? Well, I would say I'm grateful. I am grateful to be here. I'm grateful for your time. I think time is one of the most precious gifts that we can give to another person. Yes. I'm grateful to you. And I'm grateful to the listeners that will you know, listen in to our podcast. Right. Thank you. And I, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's to the point where time really is the thing that is so valuable to share with another or to spend with another, to give to another. It, it just is just so wonderful. It's, it's thank you. Absolutely a gift um, that I'm receiving today. So thank you. Oh, well, my pleasure. And I feel the same way about you. Okay, about our time together. Uh, what three words would you use to describe yourself? Uh, okay, so probably very evident if you go to my social medias is creative, <laughs> yes. um, passionate, and probably ambitious. Hopefully Ooh, ambitious yeah. in the good sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. Different words have different. No, but ambitious, I think, is good, especially paired with creative and passionate because that, that's kind of painting a picture. Ambition for me, a lot of that word encompasses excitement. So yes. I get I get very excited about the projects and the music and the interviews and the artists and the people and everything that I get to do. Oh, good. We're going to find out more about that later. <clears throat> have you ever played Two Truths and a Lie? I can't say that I have ever played that before. <clears throat> I can recollect, but I'm I'm ready to play it now. Okay, so you're going to say three things about yourself. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. One is not true, and I'm going to see if I can figure it out. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay, then I had a different interpretation 
of this this game. So okay, I so it's it. saying three things about yourself, one of which would not be true. Okay. So one you just switch something that you did, and yeah, we've had many people learn on the spot this game. So it's it's not it's you know it's no big. Oh, I think it's fun. I'm I'm ready to engage here. I'm going to come up with a couple <laughs> things. You're going to figure <laughs> out which ones are true and which one okay. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I just tell right. you, I am fluent in a couple different languages. Um, right. I live part-time in California, Nashville, Florida. Um, and I am professionally trained when it comes to skiing. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Those are really fun. Okay. Let's see. Um, all right. Uh, and I just get to say my process and then don't say anything till, till like the end. Okay. So lived in California, Nashville, Florida, all those part-time, I think you've made reference in, in our chatting previously about those time zones. So I'm going to set that one aside as probably true. So now I'm down to a professionally trained skiing. I don't remember seeing anything about skiing on your side. So I'm not sure about that. I'm going to set that aside. Now, okay, I'm not even going to ask a question. You're fluent in two languages. Now, I don't know if you said two other languages or, or just two languages, which, of course, one would be, if, if it was just two languages, that would be English would be one, and maybe you can speak French or Spanish or Italian. I'm not really sure there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. Ah. Uh. What's my gut tell me? My gut tells me, my gut tells me to go with the languages is the lie. I don't know why. And that you're just going to blow us away with the fact that you're a professionally trained skier. Okay, I'm ready. Io sono pali italiano, molto bravo. Oh, that's Italian. <laughs> Wonderful. I am definitely not professionally trained in skiing. In fact, <laughs> I, almost, I almost broke my neck one time <gasps> skiing. Um, <clears throat> although I admire people who are professionally trained and this was a fun game just on the spot. I didn't know what to say, but no, I do speak Italian and I do pretty good with sign language. I consider it to be a language as well. I fumble around Spanish and of course, English is mine, but I'd really like to become fluent as well in French, if at all possible. <laughs> well, we, it's interesting. We had a guest on not too long ago who, worked on Italian for three years and said it was one of the hardest languages she's ever learned. Even though I would think now not knowing much, except that it's a Latin based language as is Spanish and French, I would think, Oh, it must not be that hard because it's Latin based. So what's your take on that? Um, well, I kind of agree with you in that, but I don't know. So I, I ended up visiting, um, in my thirties, I went to Italy a few times. And, um, one time I was there for over a month and I just don't know how, but by the end of the trip, because a lot of the people that I was with actually didn't speak any English. And so, um, I just was always trying. And I was at that point where I was like putting sentences together, but I had to think about it. And then I, one day I just said something in my brain, kind of put it together oh. and I 
Oh, wow. You know, do you know what it felt like? I know this is going to sound like a strange analogy, um, but you know how at one point in your life when you're younger, you're trying to learn to ride a bike and you're trying to balance and balance and it's a little scary. And then one day you just balance and it's like the brain knows how to organize things like that. And so I think with learning a language, um, if you just immerse yourself in it, you probably would be surprised how your mind. So once you get past that stage of really trying to think before you speak, then, you know, your brain has kind of put it all together. Oh my gosh. Dream in another language. Well, you're, you're, you're set. So, um, you know, I don't know. There's also different ways you can learn a language that make it more difficult. So without knowing what her attempts were in learning, I know with pictures and things, it tends to go a lot faster. Um, But from my experience, I actually found it to be, you know, not too hard. And okay, it was good yeah, but I think the trick is keeping it up and, and speaking it. I mean, being in the United States and not being around a lot of Italian people. I do have one a girlfriend who's pretty fluent and we enjoy talking just to keep, you know, sharp yes, with it. Absolutely. But I, really don't, I, I mean, it's, it's really more adaptable and it makes more sense in America to speak Spanish fluently than, <laughs> you know, Italian. Um, yeah. So, you know, I just, I just, yeah. Well, you were drawn to that one. And I think that's wonderful being drawn to something and, you know, uh, just doing it, doing it. Yeah. Well, that's it's, so wonderful that you, it, it finally clicked. You know, know, it's so funny because when you first said, have you ever played two truths and a lie? I'm always thinking, you know, like I'm a deep thinker. And I was thinking of things like metaphorically, I was thinking about life. Oh, my two truths are, you know, life is both beautiful and tragic at the same time. Yes. My truth is, you know, the only way to fail is to quit. And so I was, I was quickly trying to process the game because I hadn't played it before, but I hadn't seen the game before. So I think it's pretty neat. That was fun. Well, it's a good, like, uh, like icebreaker, or if you're in a, like a meeting or a cocktail party or something where you don't really know the people and people are game to sort of play (laughs) it, it's very casual and informal in it. And I feel like you learn about people that way in a way that's fun and interesting. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I thought it was a lot of fun. Oh, good. Okay, this is very telling for me being a movie person. What is one of your fa- one of your favorite movies of all time? Because I know this is very hard to pick one. And this could be different tomorrow. It is hard because there are movies that I think of um, that I really, really like. But then I had to think of um, really quick when you just asked me that. I thought um, my mind went to favorite movie, but one that really affected me. And yes. I know. I know, I know that people are probably gonna be like, oh, rah, rah, you know, and, and what I say here, because it's actually Cinderella. It's the, it's the one that Drew Barrymore played in. Do you remember when Drew oh, Barrymore? Yes. Yes. Um, well, you know, guess what? You get to be you and you get to have your favorite movie and it doesn't matter. The naysayers no. was like, who cares? Okay. I guess it's all just kind of a soul ship, you know, like what <laughs> we're relation, what we, what we're, we relate to. And I just related to that deep, deep sorrow that she oh, felt yeah. in that movie. There's a scene in there where she is crying in the rain and it is so, it just, I wept and I wept and I wept. Oh, and it was because um, it's like, kind of like how I would equate songwriting. Sometimes when I write a song, sometimes the details are not the exact details details of your life, but the universal message touches you somewhere in something that I've said some place in you. So for me in that movie, in that scene where she's in the rain and she's crying, it really hit places in me along my life and in my journey mm-hmm. where I was just in a place like that. And so for that reason, 
I say Cinderella. Okay. Yeah, you related I, I, to I'm it. not talking necessarily about the cartoon, but I am talking about the movie that right. you made. Right. Oh, I like that. No, I like that. And you know, what's so fun about this is again, you get to know somebody in this way and you, you get a little peek into their reasoning. You know, I mean, your reasoning was so beautiful. You related to her deep sorrow. You could relate to that. And it reminded you of other times, you know? You, yes. That's, it, it's hearing the movie and then what goes behind the, the, re, the choice of that movie. To me, that is so fascinating. Thank you. Oh, oh, you're so welcome. Name a person that inspires you. Oh, hands down. There's a few, but I would say my husband. Oh my gosh, I think that honestly, I think that's the first one the husband we've gotten. Okay, so tell us about your husband. Why does he inspire you? Oh gosh, I it's a good thing he's not listening right now because he'd be probably very embarrassed. Um, but um so no, but anyway. that's a good thing. It already tells us he's a humble person. Yeah, and I just he's just he he's just so I the word for him I always use is clear. Um, I feel like he's so clear on so many things and he, you know, just fascinates me the way he sees the world. And, and, and I just, he just seems to always bring a lot of clarity, you know, to, to me in situations that I'm in, but I have a lot of admiration for him for the way that he handles things. I mean, he inspires me the way that, you know, he views the world, the way he handles things, the way he speaks to people. It just, I just want to be him when I grow up. (laughs) oh that's great i know you you probably were thinking i was going to say a celebrity or something no 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 you know again this is so personal and individualized to the person that it 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 absolutely does not matter the way people answer these questions they're they're thought-provoking and the why of the choices is so interesting to me well, so, you know, yeah, it's I, wonderful. We've had moms, grandmas, aunts, and then, you know, famous people, not necessarily famous for being famous, but, you know, people who've really, you know, done something out there. I feel like I have, like, I, I've learned so much from them and I learn so much from them daily, but then I also feel very loved and very safe with him. And so, you know, I just, it's just, it's, I, yeah. Well, well, you're describing the whole package right there. I definitely, definitely, he definitely is. Oh, that's so wonderful. Well, tell him we say hi to our hair. Okay. A piece of wisdom you keep handy. So um, can I share two? Of course. (laughs) Okay. So I've always loved in part the quote by Einstein, which is the most beautiful thing we can experience is the mysterious. I just absolutely have always gravitated towards that thought um, and that idea because I just think it is just, it's true. You know, I mean, we, we, we live, I think sometimes in a culture that we want to know what's going to happen and, you know, depending on your personality, but I mean, I just think that I'm always on the verge of something wonderful happening and that the most beautiful thing we can experience is the mysterious, you know, what's going to happen. I don't always have to know, you know? Um, And then the other thing was a bit of wisdom that I cannot take at all. Well, credit can't take credit for that. And I can't take credit. It doesn't matter. But (laughs) what's so beautiful is that we inspire each other. And so when we, you know, speak into spaces or write places, then we, we get to, Hang on to the, yeah, yeah, we get yeah. to hang on to things that 
that really, you know, touch us and that we want to keep ready. That's why I call it, uh, you know, keep it handy. You keep it handy. It's right there. Yeah. I love it. So, um, the other thing was I was in a little part of Tennessee called Leapers Fork one day. Okay. And I was in a little, there's a grocery store, like a little, um, market, a little mart, um, in Leapers Fork. It's mostly just, you know, acres and acres of farmland and stuff like that. Um, and I believe that this little store was owned by Emmy Lou Harris's family. Okay. Sure. And so there were these two old gentlemen and I don't know if they were related or not. I have a feeling one of them might've been, but they were sitting in rocking chairs out on the front porch and they were just the sweetest, kindest old men. And, and from what I understood, they went there every day and just kind of, you know, chatted with each other. And so I just got the inspiration to say to one of them, Hey, you know, before I was leaving, we had a fun conversation and I said, I just want to leave with one piece of wisdom, you know, one little nugget. I asked this gentleman (laughs) without even so much as giving it any thought, he looked right up and he said, well, expect the unexpected. (laughs) You know, I just thought to myself, wow, that's so true. And when things happen, you know, I, when things unexpected happen, whether they be great or not so great, I always think about He said to me, well, honey, you know, go through life and expect the unexpected. And I was like, wow. Okay. So. Right. Exactly. It was kind of what you were talking about a little, just a bit ago in the not knowing what's ahead. You just don't know. You can plan, you can hope all the things, but you just don't know. Yeah. Well, and so sometimes even when you think about that to expect the unexpected, maybe it can take a little bit of the weight off of what just happened. (laughs) Right. Someone once told me that I should be on the lookout for this. Right. Exactly. Oh, Melissa, you're wonderful. I can tell that already. So now we're going to take our deep dive And this is your passion. And I can see very clearly from your account that you've got lots of passions. And and I would say that kind of some of the theme of it would be creative, as I described you. But then also also some of it, it sounds like it's faith-based. I'm not sure if that goes into the songwriting at all, but we're going to find out. Uh, And I know that you also had a best-selling book, God, Gratitude, and Giving. So where would you like to start? Uh, Well, a deep dive. Okay, so I would think that, yes, encompassing all of that music, songwriter, I would say first and foremost, I'm a songwriter. I've known all of my life that that was my gift. I've been able to hear lyric and melody since I was a little girl. And so writing songs is probably, um, you know, the biggest, biggest part of my journey, although my journey is getting bigger and that's where the book comes in, God, gratitude and giving. And absolutely it is, um, there's faith in there, but mostly it's more spirituality. I mean, I talk about, even though my book is titled God, gratitude and giving, I very quickly in my first chapter, God, um, tell people that the place that I go to, to feel one and to connect with God is in silence and So therefore, most of that chapter is going to focus on silence because that for me is a place where I can get clear um, and that I can really just eliminate a lot of anxiety and worry and that kind of stuff. So that's, that's where the God 
you know, part comes in on that. Um, but during my journey in Nashville, you know, there were a lot of times where I struggled before things ultimately got better with my career. And it was a big deal moving from Florida to get there. And so throughout my journey, um, these three words were presented to me and they were very powerful and impactful to me to on a daily basis. And I would focus on God, gratitude and giving every single day to the point that I really turned my life around. You know, I would get rid of the worry, anxiety, depression, the things that I was feeling, and I was replacing it with God, gratitude, and giving. So I knew at one point, yeah. So I, I talk. I wanted wanted to be sure that when people read my book, which is really an easy read, and it's it's just I call it a coffee table book because it's really you could read it in an hour, and I've included journal pages in there for people to jot down ideas and thoughts, you know, when they're thinking. But the biggest part for that book was for me that I knew over the years that at some point I wanted to share with people my experience with the power of those three words, and I wanted to tell them, hey, I wanted to offer this is my experience, this is what happened. I in no way wanted to sound like I was preaching and I no way wanted to sound like you should do this. I just wanted to share. Yes. Yes. And that's such a different um, starting point. The wanting to share versus, I mean, sharing is a very, um, I think a natural thing that hopefully we want to do versus pitching, selling, you know what I mean? I mean, you're like this, this thing changed my life. I really would. I, I want to share. Yeah, I think there's a big difference when you do genuinely want to share um, because of goodwill, because you you hope that maybe there's something of value that they can take from that. And we're all different. We're all unique. And so we're not going to have the same experiences. And we're not going to, even if we all stand at the same window and we look out of it, we're not going to see the same things. I really realize that. But what I wanted to do is offer and share, hey, here's um, if you even run away with a small percentage of, you know, what I experienced, I have a feeling it's going to be really good. And in fact, in the back of my book, I put my email address because I wanted people to share with me if, if some of these things they incorporated did make a change or a difference, or just ask me questions if they found it difficult to get into a quiet space, because I joke about how that wasn't even easy for me. I mean, sometimes people use music and and sound and different things. And while all of that is good and I love sound therapy, I really wanted to encourage people to go in a space of silence where you're not thinking, reading, defining as best as you can. You're trying to quiet inner dialogue, which is not easy because I don't know in the beginning, you know, I would joke about that. I would instantly think about something I had to do when you're getting clarity, you're getting clarity and you want to jump up and be like, Oh, I want to go write down that thing that I remembered now, or Maybe even you're getting so still, you're so tired, you start to fall asleep. So there's a lot of things that can go wrong on the way to getting to a place of silence. But when you do get into that place where you really understand your oneness, and that's where I feel like I experience God because I see God in everything, you know, and I do talk about in my book, um, what the Bible, you know, refers to as God. Allah Almighty, you know, um, all of the names that we we call God. And so I, for me, I believe he encompasses all of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I knew and I was a little bit nervous and you use that word vulnerable. 
probably honestly, the reason why my book is not even longer from being completely vulnerable is that I was afraid. I, I mean, there was a little part of me, even though I've been writing three minute songs my whole life, it's a little bit different to write thousands of words and put yourself even further out there. But I was right. like, I'm going to put God in my title and people are going to come for me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. Right. Yes. So, you There's know, that concern. And yet it's going back to being who you are. This was yeah. your experience. You do want to share. And, you know, the naysayers can naysay. I mean, it's it just, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't go into it uh, thinking about pleasing everybody. Because first of all, that's impossible. And if you're so busy judging, you don't have time to love people. And I would hope that we would all just kind of wipe our lens off, you know, when we are just knowing that, you know, anybody who tries to put something good out there, puts a book out there, we're all just trying to offer something. And I think that we all have something to offer, especially in the times that we're in now, you know, I'm hoping that what I'm offering is even just a pause or just another um, perspective you know, another way to get away from the noise uh, because because it's real. I mean, I personally, you know, I've experienced the power of these three words, but in the climate that we've been in, it's been very difficult for me, you know, and I would say like I'm exercised in, in these routines. So I can only imagine, you know, how it is for other people and everything we've been through in the last several years. Right. Okay. So let me ask you some questions. One is, what does your, do you have um, a practice that you do or, or a formula or a routine, a, a habit of where you do this at a certain time of day or when you need it? Or tell us, tell me about that. Um, well, so yes, so that's exactly what's in the book. Um, oh, some of that's in the book. Okay, got it. Yeah, no, so that's exactly what's in the book is that I talk about these three things and everybody, we all have different schedules, but ultimately if you can incorporate God, gratitude, and giving. So for me, God is the silence, which can be at, whenever you can get that in. I, I even talk about in my book that we will all think that we don't have time or that we're not in the routine of 20 minutes in the morning. So you know what I say? I I talk about this in my book where I say, you know, you could just be getting back in your car from your lunch break and you can take five minutes to be still. And even if it is, you know, great to meet you, God, again, it's, it's just like a breath mint of life. It's just like wherever you can get that silent time, but do get in the habit of trying to do that. Um, Because once, once you've created the habit, then you almost, oh my gosh, it's almost like your own little hideaway. It's like, you can't wait to get there because there is such a good place to be. And you know that it it nurtures your spirit. You know that it changes your vibration. You know that it changes your day. And so if you can just get in the habit of finding silence wherever you can, I mean, you cannot block out the noises of the birds and the bees and the cars and stuff. But I think that our brain knows what to do with the sounds of nature almost almost in a brilliant way when we are in our silence, almost in a way that relates to us, what nature is saying to us. So I encourage you, um, you know, if you can just find a quiet place under a tree, or if you can just in the shower in the morning, I know that there's, there's water. Um, but so any place that you can find silence and get in that habit every single day. And the other thing is 
gratitude. And it can be during the day, in the middle of the day, it's kind of a a conscious thing and a subconscious thing that you'll learn to do. And we all, I think, are very good at on the surface being saying, well, I'm grateful for my home, for my family, for my job. But I people in my book and I give examples about diving deeper. I, I am grateful for the people who are skilled enough to put together this Mac machine and create Zoom so that you and I could be here. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but no, there, it's are, not. there are endless, endless, endless. It is an endless pot of gold to be grateful. And I know that we have all heard that word. And I, I say this too, in my book that Either we don't understand the capacity that that the word in itself and the practice is, um, or we've just heard it so much it's been crammed down my throat. I'd like to think that we really are just not aware of the of what gratitude, the capacity for its mm-hmm. ability to change your life can do. Right. I remember, and this is just 100% the truth, I remember when I got so good at being grateful for so many things. Like I couldn't stop myself. Like I'm grateful for this and I'm grateful for that. And I would go on and on and on that. I would see that returned in my life. There would be more things to be grateful. And I remember one day in my silence with God saying, can you pause on the good things you're giving me? Because I don't feel like I can catch up and say, thank you enough. So I need a little bit of a pause on it. And I I know that may sound crazy, but that's the energy flow. And then the other thing um, every single day is, you know, what, when the words were first presented to me laid on my heart, it's funny because I zeroed in on that word giving because for one thing, for people who know me personally, they know that that's my love language. It is the thing that I love to do <laughs> is to give. And Christmas is just an absolutely crazy time of year for me. But I was curious about that when those words were presented on my heart, because I was, I was going through a time, a hard time, you know, you name it, anxiety, depression, and financially. And I was first thinking, I don't have enough money to give, but you know, I quickly understood that like gratitude, there are so many ways to give. And so I do dive into that as well in that chapter. Oh, great. One of my favorite things to do is to send a silent prayer to a stranger. And I joke about that because I say, you know, be careful with that because 99 times, you know, when you're looking at someone or sending them a prayer or however you're doing it, the last thing they're going to be thinking is that stranger is praying for me. Um, And I don't mean like this intense prayer, but I just mean like, you know, whatever burdens may be on that person's heart or not, even if they don't appear to be in stress, that you're just sending a prayer, a silent prayer to someone. So that's just one tiny example of non-financial giving. But of course, there's all kinds of things, whether it be a Starbucks gift card, you know, to a friend that, you know, was going through a hard time. Right. It's just kind of endless. And so sort of like my conversation right now, it's kind of endless. <laughs> you, you, well, it sounds like it's being thoughtful and aware because first of all, you're not just giving for giving sake. It sounds like to me, you're, you have an awareness of what's happening around you and you may see a need. And even if you don't see a need, you you feel the desire to bless somebody else by, or send it positive vibes or whatever you want to call it. You, you take that moment and with intention, you, you know, you, you say a silent prayer for that person. 
And we know that energy is real. We know that energy is real. If you don't think energy is real, then you have never walked into a room where you could cut the tension with a knife. <laughs> Everybody could feel it. Yes. That so, is so true. Yeah. That is so true. Oh my so goodness. That, I, go yeah. Ahead. Imagine the reverse of that energy. And that's what you're creating so much of. So imagine. Right. Okay. So, well, it sounds like you have seen tangibly and felt the benefits of living out, spending silent time, getting clear with God, looking for things to be grateful to beyond the obvious, which hopefully we're grateful for those, but then there's beyond that. Looking a little deeper, I guess, would be another good way to say it. And then the giving piece, which is being aware of needs or, or just thoughtfulness. It might not even be a need. It might need, it might just be, Oh, I, I know that person likes Starbucks and I, I bet they would really get appreciate. Not that you're even doing it for that reason. You're not, that's just another gift in the giving is that, you know, they'll likely come back and say, Oh my gosh, you have no idea how much I, I needed this today or whatever. I mean, that's, that's the extra to me that you, you do it because it's on you that you want to do it. And it, there's no expected paid back acknowledgement appreciation, but if there is, then, then like, wow, that's so great. Well, I mean, we could even go a step further and say there is absolute science behind a smile and so if you are smiling as you are smiling, you guys can't start <laughs> smiling, but she's smiling and she's beautiful. Um, and, and, and it's Melissa, by the way, nice right. smile. Yes. You, your, your smile drew me to the whole thing. Oh, thank you so much. I, I think that, um, you know, and I joke about this in my book and I'm like, I am not looking up the scientific evidence, but I know it's out there because I've heard about it. You know, the science of a hug, the science of a smile, the science of, you know, what happens in our bodies when we're stressed and what's dis-ease and what happens when there's please, you know, <laughs> the opposite of disease, please. I've just made that up. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> but I, I think that um, that's all very real. And so if you know, you have the power to give that, why not? You know, how many times it, 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 just, it does come down to as silly as a smile, but, and I, I say that it's not silly. It's not silly. Well, I, opinion, my book, I talk about um, smiling and noticing, you know, people that miss an opportunity to smile. So I joke about saying that I don't want people to think that I'm the smile police. I'm not right. the smile police. Sometimes I don't want to smile, you know, <laughs> but a lot of times I think we do miss opportunities, even just to smile at someone genuinely. I completely agree with that. And I, lo I love that philosophy. And well, it's not just more than a philosophy. It's like a, you would call it a practice. It's more than just to think about it. hopefully you're in the doing of it, which would be like, I, you know, walking by just strangers on the road, just, Hey, good day, having a day or, you know, whatever you kind of, you have to kind of suss it out. Right. When you're in that moment. And then some people just do not want to acknowledge you and you're like, okay, you know, I hope you're, I guess that's the time for a silent, silent prayer. Right. You don't always want to participate or engage. 
Well, you said something a, a few minutes ago about um, obviously the what I consider to be the manifestation of all of those, the practices that I've done over the years. And one of the manifestations now is the book, you know, and is my life now and the opportunities that I have now. And it's the book is part of that manifestation. Right. Oh, that, no. oh excellent. Yeah. And then you not only started living out these three words in your day-to-day life and in your heart and mind and all that good stuff. But you then followed the nudge or however you want to term it to put it out there. Like you said, you wanted to share it. You wanted like, this is, this changed my life. Maybe it might just touch somebody else's. I want to share this goodness. It's not like you created these things. You just said, I not just said you you brought them and you spoke them into your life and you made them a big part of your life in all that you, who you are and what you're doing. So that, and you want to share that. That's wonderful. I want to touch a little bit on your songwriting because that is so fascinating. So you've been writing songs your whole life. Wonderful. And so what is it? What does that look like? Like today? So you, you move, it sounds like you earlier said you moved from Florida to Nashville because even I know that that's sort of the songwriting place and a, and a big music place for, um, I guess, well, uh, as an average Jane, I would say it feels like the songwriting place for country, not not just country, but then a, a, maybe a certain hybrid of country, you know, because there's different areas with different all that. And then also, um faith-based songs and then also I think um I don't want to say alternative in the way we think of alternative but just you know a creative place for people to to meet other people and just check each other out and and work together it feels like a hotbed for writing and oh yeah and and all that it absolutely is. I would encourage anyone who had aspirations to write um, in country music. Of, naturally, I did. The Nashville is the hub for country music, but it has over the years really just become music city. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pop musicians, artists, um, blues, and yes, Americana and bluegrass. And there you go. There are the names. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's all there. It's overwhelming in a good way, you know, and I I imagine it could be like LA or New York city. You know, you want to get to one of those music hubs. If that's your dream, the opportunities when you're in a city like that, where that the vibration is all about music all the time, you almost can't, you, it's amazing. The things that you end up doing the places and, and the Uh, collaborations that you end up in. So I know that we don't have a whole lot of time to keep talking about that, but the the truth of the matter is that over the last 16 years, I have a lot of amazing stories about songs I've written and places they've gone, but I'll tell you an artist that have cut them and, and names that you know, and that kind of thing. But I really want to shine the light on something that's been really special to me that I've in the past year. And that's the opportunity I got to write um, all the songs for a very, very, very important musical. And it's called Speak Life, End Bullying, the musical. Oh, 
So yeah, if you go to speaklifethemusical.org, um, you can see a trailer of this musical. And the um, condensed story is that it is an incredibly powerful, powerful music uh, musical that um, was created about 13 years ago by Dan and Rebecca Bird. They wanted, they were very passionate about bullying in schools and they worked very hard and for many years to get this musical into the schools. And essentially what they were doing was they were using songs by amazing songs by very big artists like Kelly Clarkson and Katy Perry, but over 2020 happened and they had some time on their hands where they couldn't be in the schools. And they just started to reframe and look at um, Speak Life, the musical, and they decided that they wanted original material. And they partnered with Justin Simmons, who is a football player for the Denver Denver Broncos, Broncos. And he and his wife are a lovely, beautiful couple, and they have the Justin Simmons Foundation. So they got involved and they funded this new project. And as fate would have it, I was chosen um, to create all the music for this musical. And when I say wow. congratulations, yeah. thank you very much. It's, it was a huge blessing, a huge blessing. Um, over the years in Nashville, I had done a lot of volunteer work with children in schools. And so as much as we you know, hate Google sometimes. I'm grateful to Google for that because when they were looking for songwriters and they were looking for people who had been involved in bullying and had a little bit of that in their in their background, they found me. And after a couple of meetings, they chose me. And I was very, very nervous. It was a very big deal. And I remember staring yeah. at the ceiling and thinking, did could I take this project on? There were timelines. There was a lot that, and there was a lot of, there was a lot riding on the message sure, in these sure. songs. Fast forward, it was a beautiful project, and they turned it into a film uh, once we got all the new songs. So oh. now they've opened the door for the film to be, and their goal is um, a million schools um, to, by the end of the year. And so excellent. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. So I've got a question. Yeah. Speak life. Is it any association with Toby Mac? And I'm sure you get that question a lot. Well, I think that um, Toby Mac is associated with Speak Life. Speak Life ah, is got it. Yeah, Speak Life is something that's mentioned, uh, you know, in, in the Bible, of course, um, just hundreds of times. And the very essence of that word, Speak Life, you know, right. meaning Speak Life into people. Right. And, really what this is about. So there are a lot of people, including, yes, the wonderful Toby Mac who uses speak life in, in what he does. Um, but so it's parallel, I guess. Okay. Got it. Got it. I, yes. yes. I totally get that. That's wonderful. Well, it sounds like Nashville. Do you ever feel like a little fish in a big pond? I mean, because I'm, I'm sure there are a gazillion songwriters, a gazillion or do you feel like there's enough for everybody? I absolutely 150% feel like there's <laughs> enough for everybody. Oh, good. You know, when uh, you immediately um, made me think of comparison, um, when you said, do you, do you feel like a small fish? I never feel like a small fish because the one thing I understand is that we are all very unique and gifted in our yes. own. And so being a small fish might, might, maybe allude to feeling or comparing yourself to right, others. Right. I try very hard. I wasn't always good at that, but I try very hard not to do that because that is a lie. 
Well, that's true. That's very true. And lies. Right. Exactly. Well, I know that you, you move specifically there to pursue your passion. And I just wondered if you wrestled with that at all, but I, I am very thrilled to hear that, that you have the confidence enough, not just in your abilities and your track record, but also in, you know, it's going to happen when, you know, I hate to say when it's supposed to happen, but I, I do believe in divine appointments and I also believe in free will and I can't tell you how they work together. I just know that they do. So yeah. do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Oh. I think the 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 opposite happens in Nashville. If you're really dialed in, I think it's a little bit of overstimulation. I think it's a little oh. bit of an abundance of opportunities. There are just, you know, and also everybody has a different definition to what success means to them. They have taken these lyrics and they've incorporated them now into the school system called Lyrics to, to Life. And I, I'm blown away by that. I almost think, feel right. like I'm having this conversation with you and it's not actually me who who I'm talking about because <laughs> I, I mean, and I, I can't say it enough right now. You know, most people would say, well, I would trade that to have the number one Lady Gaga song on the radio right now. And I would 150 times never trade that because I feel like I don't want to use the word legacy, but I don't can't think of another word right now. But I know that I hope that my granddaughter and her children Someday we'll be able to say, wow, my mom wrote music that affected millions of children's hearts and mind and maybe prevented a few suicides. Right. Exactly. Well, that's a a beautiful um, thing to be fulfilling and, and to have had that opportunity and to, you know, step into that space, even though there were timelines and I'm sure it was overwhelming and scary, but I like that you did anyway, you didn't let the fear stop you. And we talk about that a lot on this show is, you know, either working through the fear. We had that same guest that spoke Italian said, faced with the choices, choose the one that scares you the most because she felt like there would be so much more reward and fulfillment and challenge in a good way through making that choice instead of the easy one where, yeah, I can, kind of call that one in, but yeah. Okay. I think the key word there is the most because (laughs) (laughs) I think it was a tipping point. Like if I had been scared a little bit more, I probably would have been like, Oh no, this is a good indication that I shouldn't do. I think I was scared just enough and that's a healthy balance, but yes. Yes. Yeah. I remember staying up all night because it was, there was like a 12, 15 page contract involved and it was a lot writing on my, you know, my signing saying, and then there was a place in there that basically I had a timeline to get this done because they were on a timeline, but there was also a place in there that said, well, you know, if the song wasn't right, that I would keep creating until I got it right. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, because you're thinking, well, no, not to be offensive at all, but just to be very matter of fact that if you're not in the songwriting world and you're not a, a creator like that, sometimes you who doesn't hear music all day might not be able to hear the production and hear how big the song can be. And if I have to present the lyrics as I write them, it might not translate. And I could, oh, be, yeah, gosh. I could be here all day doing this until they felt like, but you know what? That was baseless fear because none of that happened. Oh, and good. Um, the very first day I was presenting the first song and I was so nervous, you know, and I was like, okay, well, here's the song I wrote for this piece in the musical called Shadow Story. And of course I did a lot of hashing it out with them with what they wanted sure. to say, what they wanted sure. to convey. 
But so when I presented the first song, it was quiet for a moment and they both started to cry and they were moved so much by it. So I think getting past that first hurdle was like, (laughs) oh, yes, gosh, well, that is just wonderful. I look forward to looking into that some more. Is there anything you want to say in conclusion? I want to let be sure that we, you know, wrap up uh, time wise in the way that we agree. Is there anything that you'd like to say in conclusion? Anything you missed or didn't get to say? I would probably say, no, just thank you. I think, thank you for giving me this platform to talk about all that. I do. Um, so my book is available on Amazon, but also on my website, I've got some really neat things um, that are the brand God gratitude and giving, but I can also autograph the books that come from my website, whereas Amazon, it comes straight to you. And the only thing I would say lastly is to be on the lookout for my next project releasing in September. It's called The Musical Imprint. And I've partnered with Dr. Um, Sarah Allen, who's a neuropsychologist, and there are 22 other authors in the book and every chapter tells the story of how a song has marked a moment in somebody's life. Every time they hear that song, they go right back to that memory Mm -hmm. and the stories are absolutely staggering. So be on the lookout for the musical imprint. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Super wonderful. Okay. So I'm assuming that's God, God, gratitude and giving.com. No, no. On my website, melissabolero.com. Oh, okay. Your name. That's okay. I was going to ask you how to say Bolea. Am I saying that right? Yes. That's the E is A and the A is a. Bolea. (laughs) Bolea. Got it. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Well, and I'll be sure and put that in show notes, et cetera. Yeah. And you can connect me. All you, Anyone can connect with me um, through my website. My email is there and there's all kinds of ways Great. to find me on social media. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and, and connecting and learning more about what you're all about and you're doing good stuff. We appreciate that. And I want to thank you for being you. Thank you so much for having an wow. unabashed platform. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. I think it's fascinating. Melissa continues to parlay her passions into many different avenues, like writing a book, the second project coming soon, and writing the score for a movie that will hopefully help a lot of kids learn. Plus, she understands the value of time, how precious it is, and how sharing it with someone else really is the ultimate gift. Who will you give to today? The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now a prayer. 
God, when I think about you, I'm filled with awe and wonder. You are so much greater than me, and yet you long to know me. With a breath, you created people, and you care deeply about my life. So with all that I am, I will praise you. There is no one like you. You alone are worthy of my praise and adoration. Amen. As ever, thanks for listening. If we can encourage you in any way to be more you, let us know. Be unabashed. Be you.